Welcome to the last week for us of 20. The last week of the Noodleberg Daily Huddle for 2023. How about that? We're here. Uh, great to have you back. Um, it was great to have Friday off. I will tell you that. That was um, super cool. Although I spent the day. Big shout out to, uh, to Shay. Shay helped me move things out of storage into Helen's house. So it is, it is real. <laughs> nice getting close did you throw anything away is the question yeah we're, we've been throwing tons of stuff away i mean it is uh you know things that you collect at a certain time in your life later on just don't mean anything you know so right. it's uh it was great to to throw uh, throw away it was great to move in um but my back still hurts i'm just too old, <laughs> too old for shit. like helen it was like why don't you just pay someone to do it Speaking of being sore, I did Pilates for the first time in my life. I did two days of Pilates and I didn't just do any kind of Pilates. I did it with this guy or or is a former Israeli military leader uh -oh. and former. So you think you can dance Israel winner and he led the Pilates class. I was crippled for two days like yesterday on the plane. I could barely move. And today, like. When I was working out, it felt like my core was just going to rip off my ribs. It's unbelievable. It was, but my first experience of Pilates, and it was a blast. I would do it again. It was a very hard workout. Nice. Nice. Well, so I can, I, Jake, Jake killed us this weekend. Oh, I could barely walk yesterday. Jake <laughs> wrote a workout on Saturday that was basically eight minutes and then off eight minutes and then off in a series of stuff within that eight minutes without a break. It was... It was crazy. Awesome. Um, so you were away. Why don't you share with us why you were away and what you did and how special it was? Yeah, it was twofold. So the reason we left, we were in Santa Barbara for the weekend because it was Gabby, Gabby's company's uh, holiday party slash 25th anniversary, which was a very cool celebration for their company. Uh, we decided to extend it a little bit earlier so that we could have a little mom and dad time. And so it was great just uh, getting to reconnect with Gabby and just being able to enjoy time, just the two of us. I had never been to Santa Barbara. The food, the views, the people were just phenomenal. Um, maybe my favorite place in California now because it was just so, it was so fantastic. The speed, it's a beach town, but it's like a really nice beach town. And there were tons of wine tasting rooms and breweries. And the quality of food was just, it didn't matter where we went. Every single restaurant was so good. Um, so it was a really great time. And just getting to spend time with just my wife, I don't think there's anything better than that. So Your really post great. this morning uh, celebrating her and honoring her was really, really spot on, man. Great job. Yeah, it was cool. I mean, it's always the opposite, right? Like we live here. And so all of the events are always centered around our work and what we do and the people we work with. I never get to do it inversely and be her wingman at an event. And it was a blast. It was super cool to see the way the people in her organization look at her, respect her, talk about her. And uh, to get to be her wingman for the night was, was just an awesome, awesome experience. Kudos to you. Uh, Lori, big event season. 
So I know you're running all over the place. Yes, we are. Uh, had a few events during the week, the Magnolia Luncheon. I mean, it was just, it's been going on and on and on. Uh, but of course, the big event of the season is the Winter Fest Ball. So that is from uh, Saturday night. And then Sunday, Christmas with Santa, breakfast uh, at the Yacht Club, which they had like 12 trees. It was just done so beautifully. So kind of put us in the spirit. Nice. That's awesome. Uh, for me, the weekend started Thursday night. I don't do this often, but uh, we put a group of guys together who were looking for sort of a camaraderie. You are the sum of the people you hang out with. And so did Runway with uh, with a group that it was so much fun. We've actually agreed to do it and scheduled February. So we're going to do it once a quarter. And the conversation was brisk and uh, intelligent and fun and just great. And then Saturday night, I got to spend time with uh, Juan and Maria Ortiz. Maria is the president of uh, Aflac. And uh, I have done business with her husband for like 100 years. And it wasn't until a couple of years ago I realized that his wife was at Aflac. So it was crazy. And then yesterday was just me and my lady. We, uh, we got up and we walked. And anybody who is not reveling in the weather that we have here, you're, you're missing the boat. This is what... It is all about. It was cool. It was breezy. Tonight we have Monday night football here, uh, which will be incredible. Um, yeah, be you know, Shay said to me, I'm sorry, Jake said to me this morning in our workout, in his adult life, he's never been to a Dolphin Monday night game. Wow. Right? <laughs> wow. You know, the Dolphins really weren't relevant. They weren't on Monday night football. So uh, tonight should be a doozy, should be fun. I think, Mark, you said it's – 63 degrees at game time. That's right. That's great. Oh, Should I be love it. Absolutely beautiful. Just a gorgeous Monday night for football in South Florida and uh, an opportunity to, you know, put yourself at the top of the AFC. Uh, Tomorrow's huddle is going to be a doozy. <laughs> <laughs> we'll all be out. Shay, wake this thing up. We got lots to talk about. So this show is not political. We don't really take sides, but it's such a relevant topic. We have to bring it up because, Mark, you're the leader of our organization. Lori, you're the leader of your organization. I am the leader of myself, which is kind of <laughs> interesting. Um, but the university... The bullshit. The The University of Penn president resigned over the weekend and what i guess the question i want to go to is not the topic because i think people are really polarizing the topic but should the leader of a company come out and make well you have to, i think you have to give context right you yeah. so we can't talk about what happened without giving context look they got put on the stand right three different presidents of 
of high academic institutions, Harvard, Ivy MIT, League, and Penn, Ivy League institutions, right? Like the the standard of the standard when it comes to the academic world, and they had legal counsel, right? They're, they didn't just walk up there, right? They were they were coached and they were educated on how they were supposed to respond to the questions that were given to them. Then those responses came with a ton of backlash from the public and from the media, regardless of what you think. That's just the reality of what happened. There was a ton of backlash that came from it, which then forced her to resign from her position as president. Well, she didn't so, have to resign. Well, she was going to get fired if she okay. didn't, right? Like, I mean, like, my assumption he would be that down. they gave her the option to step away because action had to be taken but what what i think is interesting is that there comes a time i think in everybody's life where you have to decide are you going to do what you know you think is right or what you feel you think is right or are you going to listen to what everybody else tells you to do and either way she ends up out of the position yeah but she ends up out of the position doing what she was coached and told to do from the organization and from the stance of the, the committee and everybody else. And I think it's, it's, it's really, it's a shame that it has to happen that way. Lori, uh, your, your thoughts are really relevant. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree. I mean, listen, I, I, these are really tough issues and topics. You can't win no matter what side you're on. Right. I mean, really, they're just they're so political that no matter what you do in, in these types of positions with these kinds of issues, I, I just feel like it's a no win either way for for the, the presidents and the leaders of these organizations. So agreed. I, I, I would say she was in a no win situation. Well, wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. So if you could ro- go back and replay it, what would you have her say? I think. It's easier. She just have to say we don't condone any genocide. Absolutely. I mean, I think the question specifically was, is it against student code of conduct to cry for the genocide of any particular race? And and the answer should absolutely be yes. Right. Like, you know. uh, I didn't hear how the question was asked, whether it was asked specifically or not. It was pretty specific. It was specific to anti-Semitism, right. So, but if she was coached well by a politician instead of a lawyer, she would have answered that question in a very different way because politicians never answer a question. Sure. Sorry. (laughs) No, I think you're right. You know, so it's interesting because Harvard, um, there's a lot of people petitioning that Harvard's president does not get fired because of this, but they're all going to have to step down. I mean, there's, yeah. there's just when, and he, and here's, I'll take it here and then we'll move on. But when the guy, one of the donors said, I'm pulling my hundred million dollars. Yeah. The rest Bye. of the people go, which to me, is, it just speaks to like, I, I don't understand how you botch this so yeah, bad. I, I don't understand how the legal counsel could be that far off and not give them better recommendations, how they couldn't be better prepared, how the school isn't in alignment with what should be the message that comes out of that. Like, it's just mind blowing to me that they could have fucked this up so badly. Like, it's my There's a lesson here, a big, big lesson. Regardless of who's coaching you, 
you got to have your own moral compass, man. You got to be. Do what you you're a smart person. You are the president of Penn. You didn't get there by being an idiot. What came out of your mouth? You control yep. what comes in and what goes out. You control, regardless of what the legal counsel was, regardless, you need. And had she had a moral compass that just said, I can't condone any kind of genocide. Boom. Yeah, you know? but instead she said that it was context dependent. Yeah. Right. If I remember right. Yeah. Correct. Horrendous. It left it to think that she was condoning it when Correct. you could have just shut it down. Anyway, the world is hypersensitive. Um, everybody's up in arms about this. So at the end of the day, think. You just got to think. Um, yeah, and you got, I think you got to be willing to stand on your own two feet, right? Do yes, what you I think agree. is right. Do if what you're gonna you get think fired is right. for saying the wrong thing, you might as well get fired, fired for saying whatever you think, whatever you thought. At least you I went out on your own accord then. I don't even want to be in any of these conversations, quite honestly. Scary. Well, you really, whether it's because you you report to a board, and if the board went to a vote over something you said in public, that's challenging, man. It's tough, man. It's really yeah, interesting. We have um, employees across all of these different great yeah. demographics, so it's hard. Um, we have great motivational music. We'll go to that. And then, Mark, you were just on a plane. All of us have been on a plane in recent time. I have a list of unwritten rules on an airplane that I think is a great way to kick off Monday. So, Love Jay, it. rock this world, baby. Give it to us. World's greatest. I am a mountain, I am a tall tree, oh, I am a swift wind, sweeping the country, I am a river, down in the valley, oh, I am a vision, and I can see clearly, if anybody acts you who I am. Just stand up tall, look them in the face and say I'm that star up in the sky, I'm that mountain peak up high Hey, I made it, mm, I'm the world's greatest And I'm that little bit of hope, when my back's against the ropes I can feel it, mm, I'm the world's greatest um, oh, So great Words are great, you know. Um, so you were on a plane, and I was on a plane a lot. And there are unwritten rules, I think. Um, so I have a list of them, and please chime in. But he, to me, the first one is about the middle seat. If you get the middle seat, who gets the armrest? I mean, they say that it goes to the middle seat passenger gets the armrest. I don't think that that's necessarily true. I think it's the people in the middle get the armrest. Listen, I think it's whoever gets there first. <laughs> I, I think it's I think it's how much you're willing to battle for it. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to go ahead and put my elbows there and I got no problem sliding my elbow in there. Letting you know, hey, I'm going to be here for the rest of the flight. So we're going to figure out who's got more stamina I, here. Like, when I travel with Mike, I end up in the middle because I want to sit next to him, right? I put my elbows right on those 
armrest. With him, I share the other side. I don't share. Jonathan Aarons comes in with a golden rule. Keep your sh damn shoes on. Yeah, like what so, the, what fucking planet did you grow up on? Gabby was sitting <laughs> shoes off in public. <laughs> on the flight from Denver home yesterday, Gabby was in the middle seat and I was in the window seat. And the guy comes and sits on the aisle seat. And he sits down and he gets situated and he immediately reaches down and he starts undoing his laces. And I was like, look, you can un you can un you can loosen your shoes. But if those shoes come off, we're going to have a problem. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I don't, you loosen them up, do whatever you hey, need listen, to do to get comfortable. Listen, Keep them on your feet. I think, I think in general, people have really poor hygiene. Yeah, you, you, you rip the socks off and you got nasty feet, man. It's. <laughs> It's a here's game. a here's a rule that I think United did a good job of changing the way they board so that this isn't necessarily a problem. But if you are in zone three or later, stop standing at the very front of the loading zone when they start boarding. Everybody then has to walk around you to get in line and you're not boarding for like another 45 minutes. So get right. out of the way. United does a great job of actually creating different areas to where they do pre-boarding and they do premiere and all of like the people who have status early. And then they've got two different lines for zone one and zone two. So, and they're on separate ends. So like, it's impossible for people to be getting in the way when they're not supposed to be. I think the airlines are onto all these things. Like even the right. one that where you put your suitcase in, you're in the last row of the plane, oh. but you put your suitcase in. So sure, that's front. the next one. That the unwritten rule is you can't put it in the front, man. What did, you know? That's you can't put it over my seat. But the stewards, the um, whatever they call them, the what flight attendants now are they're catching on to that and they're making you move. What is so that? for the people that are watching, right? United does a really good job, I think, of communicating through text as you go through the entire process, like, Hey, it's time to check in and Hey, here's the update on your flight and Hey, it's time to board. So if you, if people can see what I'm showing, they're communicating in GIFs now and they'll send you a GIF when you, when you start boarding of how they expect you to load your carry on bag. So they're showing you, they don't want it to lay flat that they want it to lay up on its side. And it's a GIF that plays back and forth of how you should load your bags. I was like, this is fucking brilliant. As the winner of the day, no farting, man, because everybody <laughs> knows, man. It's like, right. Oh shit. What, right. what is that, man? Okay. So people who sit on the window, they have control of the, right. the, the side. Up you get to decide. Okay. You get to decide. Window seat gets to decide whether or not it's window up or down. Okay, windows. So that's a that's an unwritten rule or a rule. Can you ask? Can you lean over and say, "Hey, can you pop that up?" You, you know, definitely can ask, but they have yeah. no. They're not. They're not obligated to listen to you, right? Okay. Like if I have a preference that I want it open, it's open. Doozy. This one's a doozy. The seat has a recline button, which means it's meant to recline. Correct. Correct. Yes. Some people are offended if you when you recline, recline it to me, and they bash the seat, man. They're having a fucking punching bag. Like the dude. guy behind me let out like a sigh, like oh, right. And I'm like, what, 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 what? Like I got on a 5 a.m. flight from Santa Barbara this morning. Cut me a break, dude. I'm reclining the seat as we fly the last leg of this flight. <laughs> so, um, alcohol. Okay, so um, the. I have since re I have recently stopped drinking on a plane because it doesn't make me feel good. Yeah, I, I, it is really, really un makes me 
actually nauseous, but somebody who drinks a lot, you have the right to say to them, yo, dude, pump the, pump the brakes. We're not, uh, you know, yes. Or like, you know, give a little signal to the flight attendant, like maybe cut this person off. Like, yeah. I mean, cause they get ready. crazy. Yes. I, I don't know that I would say anything to them directly. It's the quickest I, I way that, that plane rides go bad. Yeah, so I the number it, one indicator that something bad is going to happen on the plane. Yeah, but I, I think that's the job of the the flight attendants. I don't feel like it's my job. I don't need to get to get in a fist fight with somebody because I told them to <laughs> stop drinking. Let the flight attendant handle it. Uh, okay. uh, that's not How about this one? How about this one? I pay for the upgraded seats. Either I'm in first class or I'm in some kind of comfort. comfort yeah. And there's an empty seat and some schmo comes walking up and just tries to sit down. What's your feeling on people switching seats? I'm all right with the switching of the seats. I like, I don't know. If they're like they're, And they're always like, for some reason, there's like a weight balance, which I don't really buy. Like with there, there's tons of bags underneath the plane. You got no control over where that seat goes. This person who weighs 175 pounds is going to throw off the whole plane because they're in the back and all three in one row. Like, I don't really get that, yeah, but, what, but what I'm what all good me, with it. What bothers me more about that one is that I paid for that upgrade and they're just hopping in it because they didn't pay for yeah, it. Yeah, but it's like hitting the Bullshit. lottery for them. That's what I say. Bullshit, man. Bullshit. Pay the fucking freight. <laughs> pay the freight like everybody it's like else. like hitting the lottery. Okay. I mean, if right, it was full, they wouldn't get it. It's not full, so they get a little bonus. This one makes me crack up. When the airlines and everything start opened up again after the pandemic, I, uh, Michelle, I mean, uh, Helen and I flew to um, Atlanta, and when we got to when we got on the plane, the guy next to us was like in a hazmat suit. I mean, it was like <laughs> literally covered head to toe. I, I'm not lying. So. Now, you know, you don't really see that that often, but there are still people who... No, there are. There's lots of wear, people with the mask on and, like, the mask had, like the whole, some lady so, had, like, an eye goggle mask on the plane. Yeah. And, like, I really, really fight my own inner dialogue because you don't know what people's situations are. They could have, like, an immune disease and they could be extra susceptible to something. So I really fight my own inner dialogue on that. But my yeah. first thought is always like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, okay. So then the last one, and then we'll close this up because we're, we're out of time. When the plane lands, right? And it's going to take a few minutes for the door to open and for you to get out. Not everybody needs to get up and get in the aisle and throw their bags in there. Like some guy just basically brutalized Helen, man. Just. It's unbelievable. I go, where are you going, man? It's unbelievable, right? Especially like, like it's one thing if like you're in the very first seat of the plane. Like if you're in first class, first row, like yeah, you're up and you're out and you're getting your stuff. But like, so we were happened to be in first class on our way out there in the first seat, right? But when we got on the plane, there was no space above our seat. I had to put my bag like three rows back. So I stood up, right? And I went to like walk back to get my bag. And the guy in the second seat stood up in front of me and like wouldn't move. And I was like, dude, we're not getting off the plane unless I get my bag. So like 
I don't know what the problem is, but you're going to have to let me through. And he was like real put out about it, that he had to let me through. It was yeah, unbelievable. Like, like that, at that minute, I mean, Jonathan Aarons comes up with the classic again. It's like, right. it's under the front of the plane. It's like, <laughs> I, I, connector, and I'm, I'm, my shit's more important than you. It's anyway, unbelievable. The overriding thing is do not be a jerk. Right. You know, just, that's, just be you know, nice. Be courteous, nice. right? Be conscious, be conscious and be cured and be courteous. That would be a great way to create a great plane ride for everybody. So Especially welcome to Monday. Welcome to Monday. Right. As we said, this is our last week. We go through Thursday. Friday will be another um, review or, uh, you know, one of the old huddler in the hot seats. We will vote on Thursday. Um, who the huddler in the hot seat of the year is. We will also talk about on Thursday, we will talk about word, um, your personal word of the year. So we'll we'll go through all of that. Tomorrow, folks, um, there is a new report out, uh, the 2023-2024 top sales report. And so the trends. Um, so you guys up for doing that tomorrow? Absolutely. Yeah. And and do not forget that in January, there is the kickoff event for obviously all of the on the ball clients, but it is open to anybody who wants to be a part of it. The three things you need to focus on to get more in 24 and how to make sure that you are unfuckwithable, which was my word for the year this year. And I'm telling you what might not change. It might be my word next year. Too. I'm super psyched about that event. Um, we have, you know, a big roster of people who are already attending. But let's get after it. Go. I'll be, I'll be rooting for the Finns tonight. Should be a fun I would night. hope so. You're going to be at the game. Everybody there. And uh, we'll see you in the morning. Let's get down to business. Come up, please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. Friends keep telling me to leave this. So let's get down. Let's get down to business.